All right, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for listening to the JP Money Podcast. We got a really important topic that we're going to be discussing today. Uh, as you can imagine, it's that time of year. It's December. At the time of this recording, it's December 4th. And that means we are 21 days away uh, from celebrating Christmas. All right, the true reason for the season, the birth of Jesus, uh, is worthy of a huge celebration. Um, now, materially, here in the, the 20th, 21st century uh, of you know, the United States of America, we've got a lot of people uh, that have, have taken that and uh, just gone extreme uh, in terms of you know, purchasing uh, goods and services to uh, you know, have family gatherings, which is great. Uh, but you know, people's budgets skyrocket a little bit in the month of, of December. Uh, so I want to just have a brief episode uh, you know, get this out there three weeks prior to Christmas Day uh, is just some reminders of things we should be considering and thinking about, uh, at least in my own experience, as uh, we celebrate the, the season, the upcoming holiday, Christmas. Hope you enjoy. And let's jump into some holiday spending uh, numbers just to start us off here. According to NerdWallet, uh, one of my favorite websites and, and resources to sort of check out when I'm looking into personal finance material is uh, that the average you know, American, the average, excuse me, household in America typically spends uh, approximately $1,000 uh, at Christmas time. Okay. And, and now not all of that. Is necessarily, uh, you know, presents for for under the tree for the kiddos, for family members. Uh, that's also things like travel, uh, food. If you're preparing, you know, hosting people, uh, charitable gifts. Uh, December's a great time uh, to give away to charities. Not only because you know Christmas is the giving season, uh, but also for tax purposes. If you're trying to sort of finalize and make your your final moves for tax season. Uh, oftentimes getting that done by December 31st is going to be most advantageous uh, for you. There are a few types of things that you can carry on into the first few months of the next year, but uh, making some of those final you know, charitable contributions is a good idea uh, as well. And so when you kind of take all that stuff, put it together, the average household is spending about $1,000. Now I've talked about this before in many different episodes, probably too much, but uh, at least in my opinion, a sinking fund is is crucially important um, to be able to set yourself up for Christmas spending. Or if you know you're going to spend $1,000, you know, go ahead and throw $75, $80, $90 into a sinking fund each month. Uh, by the end of the 12 months, you should have about $1,000 in there. Okay, even better if you throw that money into a high-yield savings account. Right now, interest rates are running about 3% on that. Uh, so you're going to have hopefully a little extra money. In there as well. Uh, that way you can be, you know, nice and generous by the time the holiday season rolls around. Uh, so that's just something to kind of consider. Um, you know, having that money set aside, do not, uh, you know, a lot of people tend to make mistakes uh, in terms of consumer spending around Christmas time because some people, they give gifts um, in part because it makes them feel better. It makes them feel like it's an expectation for them. 
uh, like grandparents are probably the, the, you know, top group, I would think that fall into this category where they just want to spoil their grandkids. I love them so much. Uh, and they just go buy hundreds of dollars worth of gifts. Uh, now if you're financially responsible and you've made a plan for that and that's what you want to do, boom, go for it. That's a great thing. Um, you know, if you've got the resources to make that happen, that's a thing of beauty. Problem is most people don't. Okay. Maybe if you're listening to this podcast, you do cause you're, you know, probably listening to this because you're already a, a, a financially responsible person. But for the majority of Americans, you're probably not. Uh, so, you know, you don't want to go spend $400 on a new PlayStation when you've already racked up a bunch of debt yourself. You already got credit card bills, maybe got other financial issues going on. You don't have a strong cash flow in that monthly budget. Probably not a good idea to go buy that PlayStation, no matter how much it's going to make your grandson or your granddaughter or your nephew or your niece smile. Okay, so responsible spending uh, is a huge thing that that comes to mind. Okay. Uh, and now the other thing that sort of comes to mind, at least for me, is spending time, you know, with your loved ones and with your family uh, at, at Christmas time. Now, I don't have any stats on this to back this up, but I would imagine that the holiday season, despite being the happiest time of year for a lot of people, is also one of the most depressing days for a lot of people. Maybe you lost loved ones in the previous year, maybe you went through a divorce and, you know, your spouse is having the kids on Christmas day and you're not, uh, maybe you've lost touch with some of your friends that you used to be in touch with during the holiday season. And we all go through these phases of life in some capacity, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be Christmas day. It can be any, you know, holiday or vacation season. And so I always want to be mindful of that as well. I don't go flaunt you know, on social media, the different, you know, family members that I've, I've caught up in with whatnot. Cause I just try to remember, like, there's a lot of people that Christmas is not a fun time for them. Uh, it's a difficult emotional, um, you know, psychological time period because, uh, they can be reminded of their loneliness. I know that for, for me, my freshman year of college, believe it or not, back in the day, back when I was in shape, uh, I played division three college basketball. And, and as part of the, you know, program there, we had Christmas game or we had uh, basketball games over Christmas break. So all the students, you know, the non-basketball players went home for the holidays. You know, social media wasn't really around back then, but, you know, they'd go home and have a good time. And I'd hear these stories and I'd be like, great, I'm sitting in my dorm room by myself. I'm a freshman playing on the varsity team. I'm not that close with my teammates. They're all, they're all nice, nice people and whatnot, but they were all juniors and seniors and they had played together for a while. So I was kind of the oddball and we did get Christmas day off. So I did get to go home, but it was like, we practiced up until Christmas Eve. Uh, and then I got to go home Christmas Eve night, spent holiday with, uh, my family. And then the 26th, we flew out to Las Vegas for a, a basketball tournament. And I was just reminded like, man, I wanted to be with my family and my friends so much. I wanted to be back home and I couldn't be. Um, so, you know, whatever the season is, people, you know, people might be going through, it can be a lonely time for folks. So it's a great day to reach out to others, uh, stay connected and recognize that if it's a great season for you, financially, it's a great season. Emotionally, it's a great season. Uh, there's a lot of people that are fighting a harder battle. And so just, you know, keeping them in mind, uh, to me is a really important part of the season. Okay. And I mentioned in the intro as well, we have, uh, the reason for the, the season, the birth of Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, this is not a, a religious 
podcast by any means, but you know, just an, just another you know community to connect with your church community. Uh, again, people who are maybe feeling left out or at the margins, you know, pull them in. You know, you know, give them some books, give them some resources. You know, tell them about Jesus, and uh, again, just the true reason for the season. It's not all Christmas music and Santa and the reindeers and you know consumer spending. All right, that's a uh, you know an exaggeration, I guess, of the uh, the the season, the real reason for the season. And so, you know, the other thing I wanted to mention here is just the the quality of the Christmas gifts uh, that are purchased for for one another. And I'm probably guilty of this over time as well, but. You know, in economics, we teach about how, how companies invest in uh, durable goods, uh, you know, goods that have a long shelf life, goods that can be used over and over. And, you know, the, the more you use it, the higher marginal utility, a satisfaction that you're getting from this good. Uh, and the more economically or financially speaking, the more that the good is worth. Okay. So, uh, you know, if you buy someone uh, a you know, a, uh, these, for example, my family used to buy these things called, uh, f- firework balloons. Like you'd, you'd light, you'd spend like $10 on this firework, this balloon, you'd light it up in the, the two or three different places. And then I'm not a scientist here, but some type of chemical helium, maybe, I don't know, would take this balloon up into the air and it would fly off into the sunset. Uh, and you'd never see it again. And it was fun. It was cool. But that's ten dollars that you you snap your finger and the thing's gone. It's not there anymore. Uh, now, if you got the ten dollars to spare and that's what you want to do, go do you. Um, but thinking just in thinking of Christmas gifts, you know, you want to get somebody something that that can be, you know, useful for them and uh, impactful and last a long a long period of time. You know, we've got friends that are and family members that are having kids and are moving into new houses, you know, a, you know, a housewarming gift, something that they can hang up on the wall or use in their household that can be used for the next five to 10 years. Something like that makes a great uh, gift or even for babies, you know, maybe future babies come along as well. So if you get them something, uh, you know, that can be reused over and over a durable good, uh, that makes uh, a lot of sense. Uh, you know, most people value experiences. Okay. It's fun for a kid to open up a new toy. Uh, but realistically that toy gets used four or five, six times. It either breaks or they forget about it because some new shiny toy has come along and, you know, the old one is rendered obsolete. And, uh, that's just, you know, something that I don't want to put my money into. Like my, my wife and I, as you know, I'd be a hypocrite if I, if I didn't do this. We have a pretty clear-cut budget. We know exactly how much money we have set aside for Christmas for spending for gifts. And on our line item budget for our, our grant, for not our grandkids, we're not that old. Uh, I am, my wife's not, she's younger. Um, but for our nephews and nieces, you know, we have a set amount of dollars set for them. And it's not a whole lot of money, to be honest, because they're so young. Most of them are like five years and under. You know, it's fun for them to open up the gift. That's basically the gift itself, opening up the gift, that exciting moment. Uh, but, you know, you could get them a $1 coloring book at that age, and they would appreciate that, like that. They'd get a little bit of use out of it, and then it would be done, and fine. They're happy. You're happy. You spent a couple bucks on the gift, and, you know, you all move on with your life. Uh, but, you know, this is, again, where those grandparents just sometimes get in these traps of buying, purchasing, 
large gifts that they can't afford. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, the gift is no longer as useful for the kid as they grow up or as it breaks and as it's needing to be fixed. And, you know, if you've got a bunch of kids running around your house, you know that, you know, all those toys, they take up a lot of space and they cause a mess at the end of the day. So it kind of just adds to the glunk and the clutter of the home as well. So, you know, I've always been a big fan. And I remember my, my parents got me a gift uh, when I was growing up, uh, going to see the Detroit Pistons um, uh, against the San Antonio Spurs on Christmas Day. Uh, that was the same day that I opened the gift. So we've got a huge tradition in the Parks household growing up. Uh, of celebrating Christmas. We would all stay the night. I've got five siblings. Uh, you've heard from a, you know at least one of them here on the podcast. I'll get the other ones on in the future. But we'd all stay the night uh, in the same room together uh, the day prior to um, Christmas. Okay, we'd always sleep in my, my oldest sister Megan's bedroom. And it was a good time. She had a trundle bed. You pull that thing out. You know, me and Austin or me and Nathan would sleep on that. Actually, I think Nathan and Austin typically slept on that. And then Megan and Ashton would share the, the larger bed on top. And then I, you know, the the runt of the family, even though I wasn't the, the youngest, I was the smallest. Uh, I would I would sleep in a sleeping bed uh, or a sleeping, you know, yeah, sleeping bed on the uh, edge of the of the room. And my sister would sing a song. She'd sing these rhyming songs about fudge and how he had a grudge and there was a smudge on his touch and you know she'd rhyme all these things together and we had a blast it was fun we'd look out the window see if santa and his sleigh was you know coming into to 1441 ottawa trail to drop off some gifts in the middle of the night with his reindeer uh, so we had a lot of great times uh and then you know in the morning we'd get up nice and early uh my dad was really into videography prior to uh when you know cell phones weren't around yet you know portable cameras were hardly even around and, you know, he'd videotape these things. We've got some great home videos. Um, and, you know, there's five kids. So, you know, you get every kid, a, you know, a couple of gifts. You know, the whole front room would basically be filled with gifts. And it was a it was a privilege. It was a pleasure. It was fun. Um, but the, I just remember the one gift of getting tickets to the Detroit Pistons games was so special for me because it meant I got to go spend the day with my dad. Uh, and for most young kids growing up, kids want their parents to be a, a, around. You know, kids, as I'm sure you probably heard, they spell love, T-I-M-E. They want you to be with them. They would much prefer a day with you than a $150 motorized vehicle that was purchased from Costco, okay? Now, you can do both. That's great if you got the funds and the resources for that. But most people, kids and even adults, just want to spend time together. Like now, my age, I'm 32, when I go hang out with my in-laws and go hang out with um, my, my family, my side of the family, we don't need or even want any gifts. Uh, it's great if, you know, people want to buy them for us. And, you know, we certainly, you know, we have our list of all the people we buy gifts for, but we don't care about that at all. And I guarantee you hardly anyone else does too. If they do, they're just selfish. Yeah. People want to just hang out with their family. It's time away from work. Uh, it's time away from the stress of day-to-day -day life. Uh, you know, the season is about, it's about Jesus and it's about family. Uh, that's, you know, that's the true reason for the season. So, you know, not a, not a whole lot of financial stuff in this episode today, but just thinking through, um, you know, maximum satisfaction of, you know, allocating your resources appropriately. And if you're spending beyond what you can afford, um, you know, that, that's not the reason for the season. So hopefully this episode reaches someone 
uh, that is stressing about how much money they're spending in Christmas or how many gifts they're going to get people or if their gift's going to be bigger than or smaller than someone else's gift. Again, nobody cares about that. Uh, they just want to see you, hang out with you, be able to spend the day with you. Okay. So appreciate you listening to this episode. Apologize that it's been a while since the JP Money podcast has put out some content. As you guys know, I teach uh, teach a few, few high school classes and I, I coach middle school basketball and we are just right dead in the middle of the season right now. And uh, you know, I'm creating a lot of re- new resources for the classes that I teach as well. So um, yeah, I've been I've been putting my nose to the grindstone here for the for 16, 17, 18, 19 hours a day. Uh, so it hasn't been a whole lot of time for for leisure and, and putting together some some podcast episodes. But hope to get back to it soon. Uh, at least we got this one out before Christmas. Have a wonderful holiday. Stay safe out there if you live in the Midwest. Uh, the snow, I'm sure, is coming. And um, you know, good luck to the uh, to the Michigan Wolverines here. Uh, you know, hopefully getting into the college football playoff. You don't hear that from me too often because I'm a big Michigan State fan, but uh, special to get a local, you know, local Big Ten team into into that tournament. We'll see what happens. So uh, have a wonderful day and uh, Merry Christmas. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Jordan here, the host of the JP Money Show. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please share it with others if you found it useful or helpful. And remember, this is not intended to be financial advice, you should consult a professional financial advisor to help you run the numbers and look at your own personal financial situation. Thank you. All right, we got Jessica Parks with us here with just a couple closing questions about the holiday season. Jessica, what's going on? How you doing? I'm doing good. I cannot wait for Christmas break to get here. Been a busy season for you. How's school going? Yes, it's been a busy season. School's going good, but it's the time of the year where things start wrapping up and finals start coming. So like I said, can't wait for Christmas break. How's Bayesian statistics? Bayesian statistics is going and we will leave it at that. You're a genius. I would never be able to pass Bayesian statistics. I would not say I'm a genius if you looked at my grade for this class. Keeping humble. All right, cool. Hey, what's your favorite part of Christmas? Oh man. Um honestly, I would have to say the holiday season. Like just getting in the festive mood, putting up the decorations. I guess really the spirit cuz I'm about to name multiple things that I love like decorations, baking things, um, spending time with people. Yeah. I feel like that's more of a emotion almost. Now I'm kind of ashamed to say this publicly on the airwaves, but you and I, we put up our Christmas tree a couple weeks ago. A week uh, ago. Right before Thanksgiving, right? Yep. Day before Thanksgiving. And then it got kind of late and we both got kind of tired. So we never actually <laughs> got to putting up our ornaments yet. We just, we got the tree up. Right. We put on the lights, but then the ornaments, like the best part, we just have to done. I mean, I'm sure we're going to do it sometime yeah. in the next week or so, but <laughs> it's been that busy for us that we're literally too busy and too tired, too exhausted yeah. to put up our, our ornaments. Well, and I don't know about you. I feel like I'm a little bit more like, let's make it an event when we put up the ornaments and put up the tree. And not that you aren't, but 
we have our ornaments sitting right next to our tree and I could easily just go pick up a couple of hooks, start putting ornaments on, but I'm like, no, let's do it on night where it's slower and I could turn on Christmas music. And I feel like that's a great example of what I love about Christmas. But for that reason, like we've been so busy, I have not been able to do it yet. We haven't been able to do it yet. You've been super busy too. All right. I got three closing questions for you. We're going to wrap up for the day. Let's hear it. Question number one, what is your favorite family tradition I'm talking your your side of the family. So prior to marrying me, mm-hmm. what is your favorite family tradition regarding Christmas? Oh, you know, oh, I can't really choose just one, but I would probably say Christmas Eve, just making the cookies. Um, when we were younger, it would be like just rolling out the dough and kind of eating the sugar cookie. We'd sometimes throw the dough around, which sounds kind of odd now that I'm saying that. Um, but it's just kind of nice just to be in the kitchen, slowing down, playing Christmas music. Um, and yeah, just like a special feeling being the day before Christmas. Yeah, that's all good stuff. And I was just thinking as you were talking, you and your, your grandma Brown and, and that side of the family, you guys would always go Black Friday shopping, right? Maybe that yes. had a little bit of Christmas, you know, season to it, finally yeah. moving on from Thanksgiving and moving towards Christmas. No, I'm I'm impressed you remembered that. Um, yeah, that was always super special too, was um when we would have Thanksgiving sometimes at my grandma Brown's, um, grandma and grandpa Brown's the next morning we would wake up and go black Friday mall shopping. And I know my grandma loved it too. It was kind of like a three generations. Let's all go take on the stores. We were like patient. We knew it'd be crazy, but it was always really fun to do that with her, my mom and my sister. Awesome. So second question. It's actually part A and part B. Oh. Part A, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Part B, what's your favorite Christmas song? Oh, man. Um, Favorite Christmas movie? uh, As a tradition, also with my family, we would often watch White Christmas. um, And that, I just love the dancing in that. It's always just amazing to me um, what people are able to do. And then favorite Christmas song is going to be The Christmas Song by Nat King Cole, specifically. Like when that song comes on, I feel like just a little bit of peace washes over me. And I'm going to be made fun of for saying that, but it's just, I just is like the song that wraps up the Christmas season and feeling for me. Nat King Cole has to sing it though. It's your, it's your happy, it's your happy place. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad you said Nat King Cole has to sing it for you because I was thinking about singing it for you. And then you mentioned White Christmas. I was going to go, I'm dreaming of That's a That's very impressive, actually, hitting Christmas. that. That little baritone must be your counterpoints yeah, kicking in. It is counterpoints. Were yeah. you a baritone and counterpoints? No, no, oh. no. I was, I, Should have been. I was a tenor. Gotcha. I could, I could hit the high notes. Okay. Ten years later, though, <laughs> you're a baritone. Uh, it yeah. checks out. So I, I finally hit puberty after high school and stuff. No, no, I sing the low notes. And then the last question for you mm-hmm. is if let's say a hundred dollars is the, is the cap. Mm-hmm. If someone had a hundred dollars that they were going to spend on you for Christmas, yeah. what would you want them to spend that money on? This is going to be a very, in other words, what's the top thing on your Christmas yeah, list? Like adult answer, but I need more or not more. I need new duck boots. And some people may not know what that is. No, I have no idea what that is. I know. If I showed them to you, though, they're like just five feet away from us. You would totally know what they are. But they are like the, 
just right above your ankle boots. They're often like brown, made of leather or something similar to that, but then the soles are rubber. So if you are a Midwestern person, these are perfect because you can wear like wool socks with them in the winter and they're warm or they're like nice when it's wet outside, but they're not as heavy as snow boots. You know how snow boots, when you wear them, you like clomp around like kids wearing snow boots is like clomp clomp like duck boots eliminate the clomp but are weatherproof and i the one trip we've taken to europe which we will definitely be taking more in the future once i graduate but um i wore duck boots all around europe like i brought them thinking they were just going to be like "Eh," if it rains but it was my go-to shoe and yeah. I love them. And I've had my pair for five plus years. So. It's like a good pair of work boots. You can basically wear them on all occasions. It is. And it's like kind of hard to part with them. You know, they've literally taken me everywhere. But <laughs> their time has come. They've run their course. She's international, folks. She's I, been all around the globe the duck in these boots. boots. <laughs> the duck boots are international. <laughs> nice. Well, thank you for sharing. Merry Christmas. Thanks. Merry Christmas to you, too.